Welcome to episode 10 of Don't Listen to Us. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. What are you laughing about? I'm laughing at your your attitude when I say that we're going to do an exercise program. No, you don't say we're going to do an exercise program. You say we're going to do the five Tibetans. The five Tibetans. What does that That's mean? Right. I'll show you. The Dalai Lama swears by oh, it. Jesus. Longevity. Fucking hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys nerd. very much. Nerd, exactly. Thank you guys very much for listening to us. This is the tenth episode. Our happy tenth anniversary! Anni- uh, happy anniversary to you. Speaking of anniversaries, it was your anniversary last week. Your birthday. Oh, it was my birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you, sweetheart. Hmm. Um, did I get you anything? No. Oh, okay. Shit. You made me chocolate truffle, yummy, delicious sex on a plate cookies. Oh, wasn't that enough? It was enough. After a certain age, that's enough. It's so you know, enough. Unless. And that's part of the problem as you get older and are poor. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you get older and are rich, birthdays are fucking great. Yeah. Look, honey, here's the keys to a brand new car, oh. you know? I don't consider myself poor. Ish. No. Ish. But what I'm saying is, you know, because if if you're middle class, lower middle class, whatever, maybe you just stop expecting cool things for your birthday. Because your friends and family just can't afford them. That's right. You know, Actually, it's what, true. You know what I want for my birthday? A new motorcycle. I'm never going to get that. Well, you know? If if I was a quote-unquote real father, I'd get a tie or socks. That would just piss me off. <laughs> you know? Okay. Like, save your fucking money, okay? For that, that cheesy, cheap stuff. And as we get older, it gets harder to buy things for it, people. It is. It is. Just in general. I want. I think experiences, buying experiences yes. is the best thing. I agree with that. Yes. But again, if you're wealthy, if you're well off... The experience you buy on your birthday is you fly to Paris. Fly to London or you Paris. You know, whereas yeah. us being poor-ish, we're saving up for a trip in a year's time. I know. You know? So, yeah, it, it makes a difference. It and does. therefore, birthdays mean a whole lot less. Yes. If you're, you know, a money-grubbing capitalist like me who's selfish and self-centered. You are not. Uh, you are so not. Although you love money, you do link a lot to to happiness and money. You know the the two go hand in hand. Oh, well, I think part of it is because, it, and it's for me, it's less. And I've been, I've been it's been said about me many times, and I've said it to myself many times. It's less about the acquisition of money itself, and more about the things I can do with the money. Yes, things I can do for myself yes. selfishly, but for the people I care about, for complete strangers. I'd love yes. to, be able to do do things for complete strangers. You and oh. I have talked about it before, but. Being able to donate money to not to the cancer society or anything else like that, but no. to local charities, to local people. Yes. There is this very cute little, I think they're a couple, uh, on our street. We drive by every day and they're sitting out on their front lawn in a couple of little cheap ass Canadian tire lawn chairs yeah. with their cute their old fat dog. little old dog. <laughs> I think it's a mother and daughter, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's I don't to know. There's tell. a man there too. Okay, so maybe it's mom and dad. Anyway, it's a, it's an older couple and then a, a middle aged woman. Yeah. And they we see them walking on very slowly around the neighborhood with a very slow old dog. And we <laughs> wave to them when we go by. And you said something absolutely wonderful one time we went by. We were talking about if we had money, what we'd do. And what did you say you would do for them? I said I would build them a pretty little deck. Wouldn't to that sit be fun? On. I would love that. Just to send folk over and just go, I want you to build those people a lovely little deck. To Wouldn't that on. be just a wonderful? Because they're sitting in their front front lawn, yeah, on cheap right by lawn the street. Chairs, right yeah. by the street. It would be so cool to be able to contact some local contractor here on the Sunshine Coast and say, "Don't tell them 
but tell them that go over their house and say, one of your neighbors or some person has offered to build you a deck. Yeah. What kind of deck would you like? Yes. Yes. And they would go, no. And you go, no, no, you, you have, you know, seriously, this is not a joke. Here's a note from them that says, we see you sitting there. That'd be wonderful. I'd love it. I've often, I've often said, I would love to be able to, um, you're driving by the local junior high school or the high school and there's a, they have a sign out front or on their, on their bulletin board, whatever it is. And, you know, the kids are raising money in a bake sale to send the band to, Europe or something to, to, like to, that. You know, to a concert or to a, to a competition or whatever it is. I'd love to be able to walk in the principal's office and go, how much is that going to cost? Exactly. $1,000, $5,000? Here, take it. That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah, you'd give a certain amount to whatever charity is closest to your heart. But there's a lady here. We haven't gone there, but you told me about her. The Kitty Rescue Lady. Yes, the Happy Cat, Happy Cat Haven. Happy Cat Haven. I just love mm-hmm. the name. Or our rotten, nasty cat attacked a, uh, and hurt a, a snipe, a, yes. a, a seabird, a yeah. seashore bird, who hopefully is okay. But there was a, a animal rescue place here, and it's just a little lady and her husband. They're a Scottish couple. Scottish yep. couple mm-hmm. who were just taking care of, of injured animals. Oh, yes. Anything. E- well, they'll take in eagles, herons, uh, raccoons, coyotes, bats, ba- owls, And anything. this is not an organization. This is a woman and her husband in their house mm-hmm. with a big backyard. And they got a donkey and they got mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. We walked in there and they're literally in their kitchen with probably 40 or 50 different bowls of food. <laughs> yeah. It was feeding time was for feeding the animals. Time. And they had a bunch of volunteers and... Wouldn't it be great to be able to walk up to those people? Not even, not even walk up, just anonymously give here's ten thousand dollars. Oh, I'd love that. You'd buy just a shitload of food, you know, fix up your barn, build a mm-hmm. new whatever. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. kind of that's the kind of charity I would do. Mm, wouldn't that feel good? Yeah, I wouldn't do I I wouldn't do much of the here's a million dollars local hospital kind no. of charity. I, no. I wouldn't do that kind of stuff. No, no. and I would I mean, it would all be anonymous. I would never want recognition. Exactly. No, nor I. Um, or I'd love to be like a philanthropist for an agency mm. to say. You know, like we had a philanthropist where I worked in Vancouver and, and he would he would give so many hundreds of dollars to a family in need no. for, for something that a therapist was recommending that no. they couldn't afford for their special needs child. And so we would ask him and we would get the $200 or whatever. Every year we hear the stories of, um, and I love this story because when we were kids, my mom had to do this. Do you have layaway in Australia? Layby. Layby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laybys. That's how my mom oftentimes bought us Christmas presents. Yep. Was she would go into, for us it was Zeller's in Halifax, and in like June, July. Yes. She paid off. And put five bucks on, on Christmas presents for mm-hmm. us and pay it off. Bless her heart. And every year you hear on Christmas time, um, someone's gone into a Walmart and paid off all of their layaway. Like someone's gone up to the, to the customer service and going, "Give me your layaway bills for everybody." Wow! And they I love pay it. last last Christmas. I heard about someone paying thirty five thousand dollars. Oh! <clears throat> walked into walked into Walmart in some place in the states, and said, "What's your what's your uh, layaway bill?" And they called the manager, crazy person. Manager comes out and the guy explains who he is and says, "I'm going to pay it all off." And the um, customer service people at Walmart get the great joy of calling people up and saying, come get your stuff. It's paid for. Oh, that's fantastic. If you're doing layaway, you're poor. Oh, yeah. My mother did it all the time. Rich folks don't do layaway. So you've just hopefully, not not hopefully, but you've just anonymously helped make Christmas so much better for a bunch of people and save them X numbers of dollars, too. So I think it's great. Anyway. 
That's what that's what we would do with money. Mm. Um, we got an email from our friend Sarah. She says, "Hey, you two, happiest of birthdays to the beautiful Melissa. Um, I, I have some advice for our heartbroken friend. Uh, I know how you feel because my best friend moved away in January. Before she moved, my other friend got us necklaces with lockets on them. Both of her necklaces have a picture of us in them. Every time I wear it, I feel like she's still there. That is beautiful. That is very sweet." It is very sweet. Mm. Sending you hugs. Uh, P.S. It's my birthday next Saturday. Happy yes, birthday it to is. Sarah. So if you two aren't busy Friday evening, I'm having a beach party at Roberts Creek Beach. Thank you very much for the invite, Sarah. We're not going. <laughs> I don't know if Sean does beach parties. Honey, you don't do beach parties. Why? Because you get cold. Oh, no. If it's a balmy evening, I'll go. But if it's even a little bit chilly, I can't because yeah. I just get too cold. I get, get just to get, the bone. You get very cold very easily. Very and so this time of year, May. It have to be a pretty evening, warm evening. We'll it's see. It's not going to be either. So. Oh, it's not. No, unfortunately. Yeah, like I, I get so cold that I'm just yeah. desperate. I have to go home. So. Um, and next Saturday, hopefully if the weather holds for us, we are going to a motorcycle ride, a group ride for prostate cancer. That's on Sunday, darling. It's on Sunday. What mm-hmm. did I say? Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Sunday. Yes, we're so so going on the ride for prostate cancer. Go, going over to the big city. Big smoke. The, the what? The Big Smoke. You call it the Big Smoke? Yeah. There's another American city called the Big Smoke. No, Big Smoke is um, uh, Sudbury, Ontario. Don't oh, they call is it? it? Is that what they call I can see why. Because the nickel Having- mining. Yes. So we we yes. always called that. I knew I'd heard that name before. So yesterday, the, the, uh, the royal wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle happened. I had to on my Twitter feed, block out all mention of the royal wedding. Because <laughs> people were just pissing me off. First uh-huh. of all, there's just more minutia I don't really give a shit about. I hope they're happy. They look oh, lovely. they're beautiful. Um, my God. I love the ceremony. We'll actually watch it. We'll watch the ceremony. We'll yeah. fast forward to bits that are boring. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it's a, oh, that's interesting. Move on. But people just ranting and raving on it, on the, especially the negativity of it, really get under my skin. And someone I know... Uh, professionally, a guy named Walt Mossberg. Uh, for those folks who are unfamiliar, Walt, Mo- Walt Mossberg was the technology columnist for the Wall Street Journal for many, many years. He's made his bones being the the guy who explained technology to uh, the Wall Street Journal's um, subscribers. And then he broke off from there and did all things digital conference, a very exclusive high end conference where he interviewed Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. And so this is a big, big deal. Tickets were like five thousand bucks a person. Um, he also worked as a big wig at a, another, um, startup technology website called Recode. So w- Walt has been in the, the trenches of technology and what's been going on for the last 30 years from the get go. He was Steve Jobs' favorite interviewer. Um, Mossberg get, was the first guy to get the iPhone, the first guy to get an iMac, first guy to get an iPad. Jobs really respected him and knew that a recommendation from Walt, Walt Mossberg meant a whole lot. It wasn't just an average everyday review. This was a big deal if Walt Mossberg liked your product. So Walt's a very well-known guy, and very, very highly and justifiably so, I will say this, justifiably so, highly respected. But Walt Mossberg said yesterday, the world is a mess. Refugees and misery abound. Children are gunned down. The U.S. has an ignorant narcissist for president. And yet TV news is doing wall-to-wall coverage of an obscure American actor marrying a junior member of a powerless monarchy whose own people don't care. 
much of that is false. Much of that is false. As I wrote to Walt, I said, wow, way to pack a whole whole lot of assumptions and generalities into one tweet. First of all, millions of people care, both inside England and outside England. Yes. Yes, there's lots of people who are what are called Republicans, by the way, for our American friends. When you're talking about Republicans and they're talking about small R Republicans, they mean people who not are anti-monarchists, but don't believe that countries should have monarchies. That's fine. I, I, I get that. Um, an obscure American actress? Well, maybe she's obscure to you, but she she wasn't Meryl Streep, but she was a known actress. Mm-hmm. So obscure is a little rude, mm-hmm. shall we say. Mm-hmm. Marrying a junior member? Uh, he's well, like I wouldn't say second that. In line, third, he's in line for the throne. He's in line for the throne. Uh, a powerless monarchy? Saying a powerless monarchy really ticked me off because actually the monarchy has a great deal of power, both real and imagined, in the UK and in the Commonwealth. Uh, imagined in the sense that we we perceive them to be able to do certain things. But actual real real power, they don't use that power. They certainly don't abuse that power. But the monarchy is the way that governments in the UK transfer power, is through the monarchy. That's right. And it's supposedly ceremonial. But if the Queen walked up to the Prime Minister of the UK today and said, dissolve Parliament, mm. they would have to do that. Mm. That's that's her power. She's mm. not going to do it. Mm. She would never, ever do it. But she has that power to do those things. So Walt's, Walt's tweet kind of pissed me off. But then there were some of the comments that people made. Uh, I love this one from uh, Jeff Knight. Uh, Jeff said, and this is from a guy who made a living idolizing shiny gadgets too expensive for all those suffering. The hypocrisy runs deep yes, here. it does. And Hillary, Hillary Monahan said, we do realize that people can watch the royal wedding, be charmed by the illusion of a fairy tale and its, its spectacle, and still be cognizant that monarchies have historically been and will continue to be trash. People have multitudes. Let them enjoy shit for fuck's sake. That, to me, is the key. You know what? With all the shit that's going on in the world, with all the shit that's going on in your fucking country, Walt, with all the shit that your country is imposing on the rest of the fucking world, mm-hmm. all the stress that you guys are putting on us, mm-hmm. let us enjoy this small Absolutely. little moment. Absolutely. People need to. It represents beauty and romance and longevity and hope and dreams. There's nothing wrong with that. People have, le- people have left that behind. And even if it's just a fairy tale, let us watch the fairy tale for a little while. Let us just imagine being princes and princesses and queens and kings and monarchs and dukes and all that kind of stuff. And for me, I love watching this stuff. And I've I've watched all of them, uh, the uh, uh, Pope things and, and any kind of, I love pomp and circumstance and this kind of ceremonial, traditional type stuff. Even though I don't believe in it, I love the Catholic mass. I'm not Catholic. I have no interest in Catholicism, except as a historical thing. But I've always wanted to go to the Sistine—sorry, go to uh, uh, St. Paul's Cathedral and watch the Pope, watch that ceremony. Same with this, the, this kind of wedding stuff, or or uh, the Queen opening Parliament in the mm-hmm. UK. Mm-hmm. The ceremony of it, I find fascinating, mm-hmm. and the traditions of why they do that. That's that's why I watch this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I recognize that it costs. Someone said, I think it was $50 million. Mm-hmm. But can't it be argued that the goodwill that it engendered, the actual money that tourists spent in London over this last week in hotels and food and, and shitty souvenirs outweighed that? 
Mm. And even if it didn't, who fucking cares right now? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? And it won't happen again for a very, very, very very long time. You know, it's not like it happens every four years. And Walt's saying whose own people don't care. Yes, there's a percentage of Brits who don't care. There's a percentage of those of us who are citizens of the Commonwealth don't care. But there's still a majority who do care. And... Just watch the the ceremony, dude. There was thousands and thousands and thousands of people mm-hmm. outside the mm-hmm. church lining the, the streets. The streets. The, yep. And maybe half of those people were tourists, but they cared. Yes. You don't care? That's fine. Were they I, smiling? Were they enjoying themselves? Were they having a good time? It was joyful. It was joyful. Exactly. Don't shit on that. Yeah, really. Especially... When your country is shitting on the rest of us. Well, especially as an American, he no. doesn't really have much right to dump on it. Yeah, yeah that's the other he part doesn't. of it too. Is that it's not his business? Now, part of his argument is that is that the the TV news, American TV news, was doing wall to wall coverage of this, and I a little bit get the idea of Americans going, you know, why are you covering this? We 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 fought the monarchy. We we threw off the monarchy. That's an idiotic political argument because this is not about monarchy this is about celebrity mm-hmm. this is we're as interested in the queen and charles and william and henry as we are in arnold schwarzenegger and ryan reynolds and meryl streep mm-hmm. this is a different version of america's celebrity mm-hmm. fascination mm-hmm. and it's it is newsworthy maybe it's not newsworthy for eight hours in the whole day but you know what with all everything else is going on let the news me. It's a Saturday. Well, yeah, and from when I go into any household, I don't watch it, but when I go into a household that has all the talking heads on it from Fox News or whatever, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again for hours and hours on end. It's no different. And they wouldn't have played it if they didn't think people would have would be watching it. His argument is that this is not important, therefore the news shouldn't be doing wall to wall. And I don't disagree with that. If there was something else going on at this moment that was important on the on that Saturday at that time, then yes, I'd say, no, you should be covering that. If there was a natural disaster or, God forbid, another fucking shooting, then yes, cover cover that stuff. But in reality, there wasn't anything crucially important happening at that moment in time. And, and TV news and Walt's being disingenuous by not recognizing this, TV news is about the visuals. It's about what looks good. Yes. And right now, this couple... This ceremony, this pomp and circumstance looks good. And it's easy for them to do. TV news likes easy. Yes. It likes things that bring people to watch your commercials. And it's easy for you to present. Because all you can do is point a camera at her and just tell her life story. It's a wonderful life story, too. There's this biracial, half black, half half white woman who um, whose mom was abused and who uh, didn't have a good relationship with her family. There's that wonderful picture I showed you on uh, Twitter of her when she was 15 years old outside of Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great thought? Mm-hmm. That, that she when was she was you know, you know, 15, 20 years ago, she was sitting outside of Buckingham Now, I don't think she was thinking, oh, I want to live there one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a blind date that one of their friends set up for them. And apparently, whether it's being romanticized or not, um, they fell in love. It was love at first sight. Da, 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 da. And then, given... His family background with the tragic death of his mother oh. and that awful, awful funeral we all watched. Oh, my God. Him and his brother 
yes. have to attend. Yes. I'm so happy for this couple. It's wonderful. Even more so than his older brother. I feel sad for his older brother and, and, and Kate because they've got that responsibility. I think they're up for it. Oh, I think they're up for it. Yeah. But their lives are unlike anything else on the planet. Yes. At least these two will have some freedom. And- a slightly normal ish life for, mm. for royals. Mm. It's mm. still going to be full of a lot of um, uh, uh, unnecessary ceremony and, and stiffness and forced happiness. Mm-hmm. But you get the real sense with these two, and also with William and Kate, that behind closed doors, they're having a blast. Well, and to me, it also represents that it might get really, really tough, but you stick with it. You stick with your marriage. You st- it means something. It represents marriages that really mean something. I think it represents I the hope to. for those marriages. I think, I think Charles and Diana destroyed that in, well, in this, actual fact. But this is the rebuilding of that in my Possibly. mind. When I look at William and Kate, yeah. how just how regal and graceful and happy. They genuinely look very, very happy together. Beautiful children. And I feel the same for these two. I really do. It's interesting you bring that up because I, I, I do remember even as a kid, uh, Melissa as an Australian citizen, myself as a Canadian citizen, we are subjects of the Queen. Yes. She, she is our queen, has been our queen. Had to our, sing the song in school every day. <laughs> exactly. The only song she can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the God queen. save me. <laughs> God save our gracious me. <laughs> That's right. Would be kind of inappropriate, wouldn't it? I know, right? <laughs> God save me. Yeah, it wouldn't work. But I still remember as a kid seeing the queen and seeing her and Philip being very prim and proper and stiff Stiff. and not uncomfortable but not they weren't demonstrative at all with each other with Mm. with anybody they they were polite and they talked to each other um talked to 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 people but you get a very very real sense that they were they had to be standoffish yes whereas with william and harry and kate and, and and megan you get a very real sense that you might see them in the pub Oh, I you know? <laughs> yeah, I love that real, that yeah. realness about that. And that may not be a good thing. You know, it may be. I disagree. I think it is a good thing. It's not because it's not over the top. Yeah. I mean, you know, William and Kate are British after yes. all, so it's not going to be too over the top <laughs> because they're not high fiving anybody. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but you can see, I mean, if, if, if they were close by, you could see yourself going up and saying hello and they Which would say hello. Never do. Well, no, but wouldn't it be? They're just beautiful. Yeah. They're beautiful. William they, and Kate are gorgeous. They feel more relaxed in themselves and in yes. their roles. Mm-hmm. You get that impression from them yes. that they are, even when they're in public, they're very relaxed about it. And that may change once William becomes king, when that happens. He may be forced, because of the, the role of the monarchy in British society, to be his mother. Yes, so sorry, his, 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 his grandmother. grandmother. Yes, but I believe, even though she tragically was taken from them, that their mother and what she did when she stood on her own and... And became the icon that she did, that she will forever influence them because of what uh, she, the path that she took in her life. But that may not be a good thing. How because, could it not be? Because the monarchy, you know, you said earlier that um, maybe this represents, maybe William and Henry represent a change. Hmm. But that may not be a good thing in the sense that because of all the things that are going on in the world in general and certainly Britain specifically when it comes to Brexit and the European Union and immigration – 
you may need the monarchy to stay the monarchy the way it is, this very stiff, proper, unyielding Britishness that everyone can look to and go, that's Britain. Brexit isn't Britain. The European Union isn't Britain. Anti-immigration isn't Britain. That's not Britain. But these people represent our ideal of Britain. And you can't have that change. Because once that starts to change, everyone starts thinking, well, I want it to change the way I want it to change. I want it to change in this direction. No, 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 no. I want it to change in this direction. No, no. this. And then you start tearing and pulling at the fabric of the monarchy, and it's going to rip. It's going to tear. I think to a certain degree the monarchy has to stay the way it is in order to continue to be the monarchy. Well, for me, the acts of Diana didn't sever that. She, True. It, it didn't. But she, she also wasn't queen at the time either. No, she wasn't queen. No. I don't even know if that would have been good for her or not. Exactly. That's what I mean. You know, mm-hmm. Because I think, and that's the other thing for us, I don't know if Americans ever talk about this or, or think about this, but now at this age, we think about the succession a lot. You may have seen the story last year of um, they are – pragmatically preparing for the day when the queen dies. Yes, they have to. Uh, the ceremony and who's going to be doing what, when, where, and that kind of stuff. And they yes. update that thing on a weekly basis because she's 91. Yes. She looks pretty she good. She looks amazing. Although that lime green dress she I was wearing. I can't believe she did the lime green thing and the hat and the... Sweet, <laughs> and the, yeah, the purple thing coming out of the hat. She was great. She's was amazing. Good for her. <laughs> good for her. It's kind of weird, but it's, you know, it's like, we'd like, we'd like if your own grandmother showed up and went, Nana! Uh, <laughs> What are you thinking? <laughs> thinking. <laughs> but you know, we think about who's going to be next. Will it be Charles will be next? Or will it skip and go to to William? And what's going to happen to the monarchy when when that transition happens? And will that be the the point where we will, the Brits, will start demanding change? Um, there's also, the I've often wondered if, and it's a question we'll never have answered, if... The queen is held on this long. She is the longest-serving British monarch ever, outlast the Queen Victoria. I think she's one of the longest-serving monarchs in the world. I mean, it's 65-plus years. I think she's 91 years old now. I've often wondered if she's held on to this job because it's her job, and this is what she knows. She doesn't, she, she's been queen for since she was, I think, 25. Well, she was 25 years old. And she's been preparing to be queen since she was born. Mm-hmm. So this is all she's ever known. Mm. Is she, has she held on to this job for such a long period of time to spare Charles from the formality, the personhood of being the head of the monarchy? Or is it punishment for what Charles did to the monarchy through Diana? I've often wondered about that. I think that she may have passed it on earlier, but things didn't go the way that she felt they should have. No. And Charles, everything just, oh my God, what a mess. Yeah, absolutely. And she couldn't, she had to be the strong, stoic, um, constant. Although it, it was argued at the time, she was too strong. The, the, it took them all a very, very long time to acknowledge the death of Diana and to do what people felt was right because they were so stodgy and so bound by tradition. Yeah, I heard that she was incredibly caught up in just helping her grandsons sure, which is get through it. It was just so tragic. But, for example, uh, Diana's funeral was not the funeral that she should have had as a, air quotes, disgraced member of the royal family. She wasn't part of the family. She married into the family. 
Mm. And therefore, when they divorced, she was out of the family. Mm. So they, according to, to tradition, should not have had a state funeral for, mm. for Diana. Yes, but they had to. Well, they had to, exactly. But they didn't want to because they yeah. were bound by tradition. Right. They didn't think about the, the emotional impact, the spiritual impact of this. They had all to they think saw of, was the rules. Yes. But they had to come out of that yep. to, because the people adored her. It's a fascinating thing, and, and, and I see both sides. I know someone's going to write to us about, yeah, but they cost money. It's stupid. And I agree with that. It does. The world, here's a question. Would the world be better off without the British monarchy? Would Britain be better off without the British monarchy? Mm, okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. An argument can be made for, yes, they would. It would save money. There'd be a, a lot of, 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 I can remember we pay mm. the queen to be the queen. Yes, but it's part of the, it's embedded. It's the DNA. I think Canada, every Commonwealth country pays, but I think Canada itself pays like $3 million a year for mm -hmm. the queen to be the queen. As would Australia. And Australia pays money and, and, and then the British government pays this and the queen gets money. Mm -hmm. So that money would go someplace else. The, let's get rid of the castles. And we'll build condos where Buckingham Palace is. No. You know, let's, let's, let's turn Windsor Castle into Airbnb. You know? Is that, are, are, are we better off because of that? Yes. I, I can see the argument for yes, but I would disagree. In some oh, way. I disagree very much. No. If no. only because the aspirational aspect of that, of the fantasy aspect of it. The, when it works, the feel-good aspect of the monarchy. I love the fact that Canada has a queen. Hmm. That... And that's kind of funny when I have to explain that the way our government works to Americans. They're all like, what? <laughs> you know, that the mm. queen is actually the head of Canada. Mm -hmm. Our prime minister is the head of the government. Mm -hmm. But unlike America, where the, the president is the head of state in Canada and in Australia and every other common mm -hmm. country, the head of state it's the governor is, general, is, right? no, is the queen. Oh, the queen and then her representative, her representative is the governor general. The governor general. So right. when, when a head of state visits Canada or Australia or any mm -hmm. Commonwealth country, mm -hmm. he's not met at the airport by the Prime Minister. He's met by the Governor General. That's right. Because that the two heads of state have to meet each other. Yes. And then the head of state, our Governor General, will introduce Trump or the President or whatever else to the Prime Minister. That's the, the, the hierarchy you go, yes. which is really kind of weird and, and fascinating. To, it kind of, uh, it yeah. really is kind of funny. Yeah, I can't imagine London without living there and not walking by. I used to live there and I used to walk by Kensington Palace and just fantasize that Diana was there. Yeah, I, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Let's move on. If you have any thoughts about this, as always, send us emails to dltu at yml.me, dltu at yml.me. Um, so far, we've, only, we, we, we've peaked and only three people like us. Oh, all right. You no, know, we, we haven't. We haven't had any other iTunes reviews. No worries. What? That's okay. No, not, get angry. Oh no, I'm not going to get angry. Why not? Because I'm not going to invest my. What, am, I, am I supposed to feel better the more likes I get? Yes, that's, that's social media. Oh no, thanks. <laughs> I am not going to do it. Um, did you know this is? I think kind of funny. Uh, Melissa and I are making plans, as we said earlier, uh, on, for, to go on vacation. We are going to go on what, for me, and hopefully for her, will be dream vacation. Our actual honeymoon, mm -hmm. without small children, uh, <laughs> we'll go, next March during spring break here in uh, Vancouver, we are going to go to uh, Lisbon, Portugal, and Florence, Italy. 
Mm-hmm. Lisbon, hopefully, to teach photography classes. Otherwise, we're just going to hang out and have fun. And Florence, because it's a beautiful city that you've never been to. No. And it's the only place in Italy you actually want to go to. Yeah, I've only ever wanted. I didn't, as a young Australian traveler, I didn't really want to do the Europe circuit, but mm-hmm. I always wanted to go to Florence. Always. That's where we're going to go. We're going to spend a week in Florence and a week in Lisbon. If you want to join us for the photography aspect of stuff, let us know. We check it out, check it out on startingpointphotography.com or send me an email. I'll send you details yeah, about it. Yeah, we would have a lot of fun. So, two separate languages, Italian, Portuguese. We speak neither. I don't care. Uh, my level of Italian is ciao. <laughs> I think it's a bit more than that. Not a lot more. You can say the name of that wine. Montepulciano. 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 We're going to go to the town of Montepulciano <laughs> and I get a picture. It's the only thing I know about wine. I know I love Montepulciano wine. That's okay. it. And okay. It's a red wine. It's a full-bodied, delicious red wine. That's, okay. That's, uh, so... Um, but we'll get up. We'll, we'll be in the tourist area, so I'm not worried about language. But language always fascinates me because um, I don't speak any of the languages. I barely speak English. Um, and Canada is a officially a bilingual country. We supposedly uh, all government services are available in both French and English. So language has always been of interest to me. Here are 25 foreign words with hilarious literal meanings. So I'll give you the language okay. and the word and you tell me what you think the word would translate to in english so for example the language is vietnamese oh mm-hmm. the word is rat pocket rat pocket what do you think the vietnamese would call a rat pocket rat pocket rat pocket oh my goodness it's a kangaroo i was gonna say <laughs> that's what they call they a call kangaroo? kangaroos rat pockets okay fair enough that's very literal. Isn't uh, very, it? very little. It's a rat with a pocket. The Chinese, a snow cupboard. That's a fridge. They're very good. <laughs> <laughs> the literal translation of the Chinese word snow is snow cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved this word. Uh, the French, a mouth amuser. A mouth amuser yes. is a candy, maybe, no, or a gum? No. It's an appetizer, a mousse-bouche. Oh, mousse-bouche. A mousse-bouche. Okay. A mouth amuser. A mouth amuser. Just amuse your mouth to begin with. Speaking of uh, Portugal, Portuguese, uh, foot fingers. Toes. Yes, toes. Uh, dedos do pay. Probably saying that wrong. Dedos. Uh, dos. dedos. The, the Germans with their weird, weird German stuff. Uh, breast warts. Nipples. Nipples. Oh, dear. <laughs> Brust warzen. That's not very <laughs> That's sexy, not is sexy it? Oh, baby. Uh, Afrikaans. Mm. What would they, what would the, uh, uh, papier vampire, paper vampire. Paper vampire? Yeah. Paper <laughs> journalist? I don't know. What they call stapler. Paper. Oh my lordy! Oh, for heaven's Isn't that sakes! Funny? That is. Oh my gosh! A paper vampire. <laughs> In Arabic, cancer of the sea. Sertan albar. Oh, cancer of the sea. Something you eat. C- crab. No, close though. Lobster. Lobster. They call lobster cancer of the sea. Oh. Seems like a harsh moniker, but this appears to be another case of multiple meanings. Arabic word for cancer stems from a root word meaning to grab or to swallow. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the claws. Yeah, yeah. Are, the claws. Uh, this is easy. Uh, German, Nacktschneck. Naked, 
naked snail. Naked uh, uh, escargot. No. Yeah. A naked snail. Slug. Yeah, slug. That was that was kind of. I easy. guess when you have escargot, you've got the shell. That's right. Uh, in Chinese, electric brain. Electric brain. A computer. I was going to say yeah. a computer. Yeah. Which, right. makes, which makes sense. Okay. I love this one. Bergmal. In Icelandic, rock language. Rock language. Yeah. Rock language. Oh, I don't know. Echoes. Oh, for heaven's Isn't that cool? Sake. That is That's so cool. a great cool. way of, of doing yes. it literally. Huh. Uh, again, German, Schlagzug, hit stuff. Hit what's, stuff. Yeah, what's a Schlagzug? Uh, Sorry, Schlagzug. Hit stuff? Yeah. A boxer? That's I what don't... they call drums. Drums, hit stuff. <laughs> hit stuff. It's weird how you can't wrap your head around it. In Spanish, Montana Rusa, Russian mountains. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Roller coasters. Oh. <laughs> Never. Why Russian, though? I don't know. I never would have gotten that. Uh, several romantic la- roller coasters are called Russian mountains in Spanish and several other romance languages because the early predecessors to the ride, a slide placed on an ice-covered hill, was invented in present-day Russia. Well, there we go. Okay, okay there we go. I love this one. Afrikaans. Spookasm. Ghost breath. Ghost breath. Breeze. Nope. Something we eat. Oh, something we eat. A ghost breath. In Australia, you call it fairy floss. Oh, fairy floss. Cotton um, candy. Cotton candy. Yes. You know, it's just <laughs> they call it dis- ghost breath. It disappears, doesn't it? Which why ghost breath is kind of cool. Isn't yes. It? Oh it's funny God. you guys call it fairy floss. Fairy though. floss. And it's funny we call it cotton candy because both the, it's all silly. They make more sense. Yeah, ghost, ghost breath, breath. <laughs> makes much more sense. <laughs> In Burmese, An Hatang, house prison. House prison. Yeah, the literal word translation for this word in in uh, Burmese is house prison. House prison. Marriage. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> well, now oh, we know no. how the Burmese feel about <laughs> about marriage. I don't. I don't. I don't. That's good. More likely for the woman, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, in Hindi, Kant Langat. Is larynx loincloth. A larynx loincloth. A scarf? A tie. A tie. (laughs) (laughs) In Dutch, a stuff zuger, a dust sucker. A dust oh vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaner, yeah. Um in Japanese, jakuchi. Probably saying it wrong. Snake mouth. When you lie? No, water faucet. I don't get that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see how that one works. Uh, this creative interpretation isn't too much of a stress. A faucet does look a bit like a snake's mouth if you use your imagination. Mm-hmm. No, no, it really no, doesn't. I don't think so. No. In Sanskrit, ancient mm-hmm. Sanskrit, mm-hmm. Gavisti, desire for cattle. Translation? Yeah. Carnivore. No, war. Oh, oh my goodness. That, it makes sense, yes. doesn't it? Yes. In ancient Sanskrit. War would be a desire for cattle. Yes, because you would acquire more of the livestock and the land. That's really, really interesting. 
Hmm. Let's do our languages are fascinating. Languages are fascinating. Where and the the I think it's called entomology. Etymology. Etymology of words always fascinates me. Where do they come from and why we talk about things the way we yes, do? Yes, but the interpretation of yeah, them. Yeah. Your friend Susan taught me that when I met her about some of the interpretations are up to the linguist that is interpreting them at the time. You know what I mean? Like with all the First Nations language, she yeah. taught me that. <sighs> Mid-20s crisis here. My partner and I married fairly young in her early 20s. I never lived on my own. I lived with my parents during university. We are now in our late 20s. I find myself angry and resentful and I, that I never gave myself the chance to experience life with no strings attached. Mm. We're nearing 30. And I don't feel like there's enough time to save up and travel abroad if we want to have kids before we're 40. At this point, it's more important to me to travel than to have kids. I constantly daydream about traveling on my own and having one night stands without telling my partner so I can experience what I want to and still keep my marriage. I know it would be miserable alone. I don't know how to maintain a happy marriage and get this out of my system. Oh, oh man. Hey, See. look, there's a corner you painted yourself into. Ooh. Feeling trapped mm. or what? Well, in my mind, I, my first thought is just pick up, go traveling. You're way young to think about not being able to have kids yet. Pick up, go traveling with your partner and be wild and sexy and impulsive and do it with him or her. I think that's the problem is that she, he, and they, they don't say, and I don't think it matters. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, the gender of, of, of the person writing. I'm sure, especially because of our society nowadays, people who in this situation wonder. You wonder what other people are like. You've been with this person. You've been with people. As, as as they say, they've never lived alone. Mm -hmm. so you don't know what it's like to sit and watch TV and eat ice cream by yourself, mm -hmm. which can be good or bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Walk around your house naked and fart whenever you want and leave the toilet seat up or down or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But now you have to decide what's more important. This relationship you're going to have with this person, hopefully for the rest of your life, or these exp imagined mm -hmm. experiences. And that's the key, imagined experiences. Because there's no guarantee that you're going to go off traveling by yourself and it's going to be wonderful and romantic and you're going to have fantastic lovers and it, people will be bringing you flowers and, and, and bananas and mangoes every morning. I would say the most stimulating thing about a fantasy is that it's a fantasy. Yeah, very good. That's excellent. That's a good way of putting it. Yes, fantasies can be, my God, if you let them get carried away, yep. I mean, they can be an incredibly stimulating thing to have. Now, they say at this point, it's more important to me to travel than to have kids. Then don't have kids. Go, right. traveling. Go, go traveling. Easy. That's they an said, easy one. Um, we are nearing 30. So? You got plenty of time. Oh, my gosh. So much time. That's a societal thing that we think we need to have kids by a certain age. Oh. Certainly, your life is different if you have them in your 20s and they're gone by the time you're in your 40s mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. if you have them in your 40s and you're 60 when they're gone. Mm -hmm. so obviously, that's different. Mm -hmm. But if it's more important to travel than to have kids, then yes, travel. Yes. But like you said, travel with your partner. If you love this person, if you don't, then leave them and go off and have those adventures. Yes. Because you can always have kids with somebody else. One of the things you can do is 
when you travel, make that travel ex as, as exciting as you can. I think one of the things that we tend to do, especially as North Americans, I think Europeans do it better because they, um, it's easier for them to travel. But in North America, we always go for safe travel. We travel in groups. We we do the 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 five cities in six days kind of thing. Oh God! Where we we all get in the bus at eight o'clock in the morning. The bus drops us off at the museum at at nine. We get back in the bus at eleven o'clock. We go to the one place for lunch, and, and it's safer that way to travel in that pack. But it's not very adventurous. I've never done that in my travels, and I would advise him or her not to go on a scheduled vacation like that. Now it's interesting you say it that way because when I say it, people often go, well, yeah, but you're 6'3", 250, no one's going to fuck with you. If I'm walking down a street in Florence and I make a left-hand turn down an alleyway, I'm not worried about it. I don't think you know people, I, mean? I don't know if people are going specifically because of safety. No, people will travel in these groups for safety reasons. Okay. And because that organization makes means you don't got to think about it. You know, if you if the tour guide is saying, "Okay, walk this way, stand over here, yeah. walk these stairs," that way I'm going to think about it. Yeah, but that's yeah. also not exciting either. Oh, it's so not. If you want excitement, do it on your own. Go by yourself. The internet nowadays is a wonderful resource for finding stuff. Do do what we've been doing. Just do search on YouTube for the place you're going to go and mm -hmm. watch a bunch of shitty ass videos. From yes, people. and he or she needs to be impulsive and yeah. exciting and have it be unpredictable. That's right. Yeah. That's probably that's what it sounds like to me. Is I want unpredictability. I want to be wild and wooly and and just. You know, the biggest problem I have with this story is I constantly daydream about traveling on my own and having one night stands. They'll tell my partner that's going to be an issue. <laughs> if you have the very typical desire of another partner, and we don't know this, maybe the, your love life with your partner now is boring. Well, then make it not boring. Make it not boring. Doesn't mean you have to find someone else. No. Nope. Make it not boring either. And maybe through... he or she is bored too. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you both sit down and talk about it, maybe yes. you'll find out. Holy shit, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were bored. I too. Yes, I'm bored too. Let's what could stop we being do? Bored. Like, let's go out of our yeah. comfort zone here. It's an interesting problem. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, at a friend's birthday, a friend's daughter's birthday party, I commented that the birthday girl still needed a birthday spanking. My friend kicked me out of the party. <laughs> and I soon discovered she had unfriended me and blocked me on social media. Oh, dear. Apparently, she thinks that remark makes me a pervert. It was a joke, and I certainly didn't intend to give the spanking myself. <laughs> now I've noticed that some other mutual friends of children have also unfriended me. How can I clear the air? <laughs> He's got a reputation now. And how old was the birthday girl? I don't say. This is our friend's daughter. So let's assume it's a it's a kid. It's under under twelve. That's that's who you're gonna. You're not gonna give spankings to an eighteen year old. No, no you're not gonna get invited to a fifteen year old's birthday party. I guess. Now, oh dear. this is what confused me. Dear Prudence said, "I'll be honest. I'd never heard of this tradition. I had to look it up." What is it? The What's spanking. You know, you you get the numbers. You get number spanks. Oh, I, I didn't know about that. Really? No. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I what thought, do you do? I thought this was you a, spank someone for the amount of you years. Give a little smack in the butt. You hold them down. You give a smack in the butt for for each year, and then one extra for good luck. Oh. So if you're ten, you get ten little spanks. It's not odd not tradition. Spanking, no, just, just little tap. Yeah, just, little just yeah. Ten okay. taps in the butt, and then one more for good luck. Okay. You have never heard of this either. No. 
Really? I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, see, I thought this was a weird story because they had never heard of this. No, I, I, no I've never. I've never had a birthday spanking. I really? I tell Mr. King that. No. I didn't. I See, I thought this was a thing that everyone knew about. I mean, I can. Uh, yeah, it's a little weird. Why is it weird? Well, why would you hit someone for once that, for each year that they've been alive? No idea. It's what we always did. You know, I mean, I like the candle idea. Uh, you know, there's some silly songs. You know, you smell like a monkey and you look like one too or whatever, but spanking? See, that changes this whole story. Yes. Sorry, I don't know. Okay, so, so I... Yes. On Rory's last birthday, November 4th. If you guess. Wow, I got it right. Wow, you got it right. Wow. What a, what a great stepdad. No kidding. Really? If I had suggested, all right, hold him down, we're going to spank him, would you have divorced me? Oh, God, no. Would you oh, have God, just gone, no. the hell are you talking? No, you You're pervert. Sean King. I would have. Would you have thought I that I was pervert, a, a pervert, that it was inappropriate to do that in a sexual kind of way? Oh, no, no, no. What would you have thought if I'd suggested it? I would have gone, what are you talking about? What is what is this birthday spanking? Um, Prudy says, uh, it's, it's best for this kind of, it's probably it's best that this custom is diminishing in popularity. Why? In general, she says, even if this was something you grew up with, it's best not to joke about spanking someone else's kid, even if you're close to the parents. If, you, if, like me, your friend was not familiar with birthday spankings, Lord, what an expression, they likely found your suggestion to be jarring, shocking, and wildly inappropriate. Even if they had been familiar with the tradition, I still think it displayed bad judgment. Anytime you find yourself justifying something you said with, I didn't intend to get the spanking myself, it's a sign that at least you're not making the best possible choices. So what it sounds to me like this person, this poor guy, has grown up with this tradition probably like, like through his family yeah. and everybody's done it and ha 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 and you got to get your birthday spanking and all that. And so to him, it's nothing. We used to spank other kids in the playground. Oh, yeah. No, no. I've never heard of such a thing. You know, when we were seven, eight, nine years old and we knew that it was Susie's birthday, grab Susie and we held Susie down. Someone would spank Susie in the butt seven times. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Really? No. And I, I, grew, I grew up in crass Australia where we do all sorts of awful things. Never heard of that. See, no, I just assumed this was something everyone knew about. I'd like to know the origins of that weird tradition. A birthday spankings? I mean, huh. so I mean, I mean, I can see why the mother or father was offended, but all this blocking and all of this, obviously the word has spread that this That's, poor guy yeah. is, a, is some or pervert. Girl, or, or girl. Well, it was no probably – no, I'm talking about the man – it was probably a man that said she deserves a birthday Possibly, spanking. Yeah. Yes. Birthday spanking. Just looking at birthday spanking. And now. when does that end? At what age does it, invisi- <laughs> does it go away? An elementary school principal in North Texas is discontinuing her tradition of birthday spankings <laughs> after parents complained. See? Is birthday spanking dying out? It's actually a, a, a thing. How odd. Issues raised over birthday spankings at school. <laughs> I've never heard of it. That's weird. I think it's funny that, that this is a Wikipedia entry. I'm just trying to uh, birthday <laughs> punches and bumps and other birthday torments. The bumps or dumps in Scotland, a birthday torment in countries such as the UK, Ireland, Canada, and India. Um. That's what we did that we did this. Involves a friend and family, the person whose birthday it is, to taking him or her by the arms and legs and bumping him into the air and down to the ground. <laughs> I 
<laughs> never, never. You ever heard this? You grab him by the legs and you lift him and drop him on his butt. No. And X number of times. No. For for whatever age no. they were. Number of bumps given equal to the age of the person in years plus one for luck. <laughs> Uh, usually the bumps are only administered to children because people, as they grow up, too heavy. Yeah, yeah. And when they get too heavy, that's when you spank them. Oh. Um, in French-speaking Canada, the U.S. and Australia, birthday punches are given. Uh, birthday, I remember birthday punches in the, in the biceps. Okay, uh, no, so. Sorry, in the deltoids up, like boom, 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 that sort of so thing. So there is something similar. And it was the number for the birthday? Yeah, like okay. bang, bang, bang in your upper arm. Did you do the extra one for luck? I think so, yes, and one more for luck, yes, but not a spanking. In some places, instead of a punch for luck, the recipient is pinched to grow an inch. That's oh, what we did. pinched to grow an inch. That's what we okay. do. Pinch, pinch, pinch <laughs> Obviously, I didn't get those. Um, in Brazil, Hungary, Argentina, Italy, the person has his or her earlobe, earlobe pulled. <laughs> um, the Hungarian tradition is also also involves the time same time as pulling the earlobes, wishing the person a happy birthday, or reciting a rhyme, whose English translation is "God bless you, and may you live so long so your ears reach your ankles." <laughs> <laughs> Similar to birthday punches or birthday spankings, while they are usually administered to children, the practice is somewhat common even in areas and communities, or among families who corporal, whose corporal punishment is frowned upon. The spanking characteristically are mostly administered in such a fashion that they do not hurt. Um, Traditionally, they are given to children under the age of 16. With this tradition, the birthday recipient, as a general rule, gets spanked on his or her buttocks the same number of times, the number of years they've been alive, with a final extra spank administered as one to grow on. Hmm. Well, obviously. In Venezuela, a widespread custom is to attempt the pushing of the person's face into the birthday cake. That just ruins the birthday cake. Don't do that. That's stupid, Venezuela. <laughs> birthday punches are administered to in Brazil. Uh, birthday punches are administered throughout the day, but if the birthday boy hides from the punches, one final punch is allowed to be given. <laughs> I did not realize that this was. Not no, a, I think it's a, maybe it's a prepubescent girl. Maybe she's quite pretty. You know, the parents are very protective, and some guy innocently says, yeah. "Ah, she's not too young to get spanked." There's a sexual connotation, and the man yeah. is now ostracized from his community. It's the ostracized part that is stupid. <laughs> you know, you, Poor what, guy. What you like, do, huh? yeah, guy or girl, what you do is you say, "Why did you suggest that?" And let them explain. This is something we did as kid. I'm sorry if you if you got offended by anything. But you know, no, there's the, an assumption that it was. Yeah. It's to do with being sexual, I bet you. I bet. I bet no, yes, was, yeah. yes, it Which is. It's a real shame. It's awful. That poor man, you know, he's feeling like, oh no, no, everybody thinks he's a pervert. Well, and it's a shame that that is, in fact, what happens too frequently in our society. There was a perfect example two, three years ago um, after I moved back to Vancouver. There was a thing in the paper. I thought, oh, I want to go and take pictures of it. That's going to be the, that's going to be a lot of fun to go take pictures of it. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine said, yo, you can't go there. Why not? Cause it's for children. Yeah, but it'd be a good picture. It was the teddy bear picnic. Yeah. Vancouver was having a teddy bear picnic. And the person said, me going and taking pictures of kids with teddy bears would have been inappropriate. It was like, oh yeah, you're probably right. You know, a grown man without a kid or a teddy bear. I would have brought one of my penguins, but oh, that would have looked weird and creepy, wouldn't it? Even so. though it was, could be, it would be completely innocent on my part, just mm-hmm. looking for cute pictures yeah. of kids and teddy bears. People would be looking around for your woman yeah. partner and your kid, and exactly. after a while, they'd be like, "What are you doing here?" And uh, what a shame that is! It is, is that, a shame, but it's also completely understandable. It is. It I, is. I, I have no problem with 
it's a shame I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with people saying, no, Sean, you can't go to yes. this thing by yourself. Yes. I'll have to borrow a child someday to do this. Yes. I thought, I thought it'd be kind of cute to go take pictures of little kids it with would teddy be. bears. It would be adorable. People would love pictures of their kids at the teddy bear picnic. But we're too uptight nowadays. We're a little uptight. Well, um, I we have to go because Melissa has to go wash the car. I'm going to wash the bird poop off my car <laughs> with and the help of my offspring. And you don't want my help. Are you sure? Because you can't get the roof of the car without a ladder. <laughs> Very funny. Obviously, I didn't get my spankings with an extra one to grow an inch. <laughs> Folks, I'll be uh, fine, thank you. Send us emails, please, to dltu at yml.me. You can uh, check out our... Uh, if, you, if you have any interest in coming to us with, yes. with Lisbon. Yes, we're, yes. We're doing this in Lisbon. Yes. We'll do DLTU in Lisbon. You can, mm-hmm. be, you can be part of the audience. You can be part mm-hmm. of DLTU in Lisbon. Well, in a I'm bar. taking photographs. Lisbon will be a photograph oh, around every corner. Yeah, it will be so beautiful. If you don't know anything about Lisbon, it is a... Look it up. It's an ancient city. It's mm. older than Rome. Fascinating city. The history of Lisbon, there was a massive earthquake in the 17th century. It was a world power, even mm. though it's a small country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if you love seafood, it's an amazing place. It's beautiful. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. Beers are like two bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. You never hear a bad word about no. it. Everybody the, praises yeah, it. Everyone talks about how wonderful Lisbon is. Oh, the tiles, the tiles. From the here tiles. in Vancouver, the generic price I've been able to find, including the instruction. By the way, the photography instruction is going to be, we'll be there for seven days. Uh, it'll be four days of photography instruction, and it'll be on composition, on um, portraits, on landscape shooting, and then street black and white shooting. It'll be an hour of instruction on four mornings, and then we're going to go out and do that thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to wander around looking for things to take pictures of. And, the, and the, the neat idea is you'll have a professional photographer there to help you take photos. And wouldn't it be great that when you come back from vacation, your friends will go, hey, can we see your photos? Because they'll be good photos mm-hmm. or photos that you'll be proud, as I said on Facebook, proud to put up on your wall. Yes. To give to fr- friends and family. Lisbon is wonderfully photogenic. No matter what kind of photos you like uh, or like to take, you'll be able to take good photos. And we'll go to the coast. We'll, we'll definitely go to the coast. To the coast. Um, and then you'll have this knowledge that you'll be able to use in every photo you take from, from then, then onwards. In general, from Vancouver... We've been seeing, I've been seeing prices at about 2000 bucks. That's airfare, hotel, and instruction. That's Canadian. So U.S., obviously, significantly cheaper. And the closer you are to New York and or Toronto, mm-hmm. also cheaper. Mm-hmm. For us here in Vancouver, it's going to cost 400 bucks just to get to fucking Toronto. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that general area in New York, I saw flights that are New York, hotel and flights that are New York for about $1,000. Mm. So you can get, you can get there probably for 1500 bucks Canadian. So uh, keep that in mind when you're looking, if you're looking for a vacation next March outside the tourist season, so things are cheaper, uh, still warm-ish mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Not too hot. It'd be in the upper 50s, lower 60s during the daytime. Uh, Portugal has got like 300 days of sunshine each each year. So we're almost guaranteed of nice sunny weather. Um, again, wonderful history, uh, beautiful um, uh, views, great food, great people. 
And you wouldn't have to hang out with us all the time unless you wanted to. You could also have do your own thing in the afternoon. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, yeah, we'll, we'll do the photography practice in the mornings, but then after lunch, you go off and do what you want. If you want to Absolutely. go shopping, if you want to explore. Or hang out with If us. you want to hang out with us, you can hang out with us, take more pictures. Um, there's wonderful museums there. There's uh, amazing tile work. Uh, Melissa and I are really, really looking forward to uh, checking out the tiles. The street art there is, is beautiful. Uh, there's all kinds of things to do in Lisbon. So please uh, check it out. Uh, send us emails to dltu at yml.me. Until next week, as always, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And you've been listening to Don't Listen to Us. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Bye.